Hi boys and girls and non-binary folks. Welcome to the Polite Banter where we talk about everything and anything. So what are we talking about today? Alright, today we're talking about how we wish we were children again. Now let's first of all, what does before we start talking about this, let's let's do like a quick intro. No, just like a quick recap of what stood out to us last week. Okay, so Jenny, what stood out for you this week? Okay, I was struggling with this because actually, if I'm being honest, there, there's nothing like it's not a lesson learned. It's just, you know, um, how would I say, a realization. Mm-hmm. So. I've been trying to keep to a certain routine. Like, is this just, you know, like personal health, mental health kind of stuff? So, I've been trying to keep to the routine, like going out, work out, um, doing things on time and improving my self discipline and whatever. But then I just realized that it's just really hard in general to keep to routine, no matter how you try it. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter how many. You know productive motivational whatever you listen to it still is really hard mm-hmm. so it's like a realization that people who stick with routines like they really are one of the most self-disciplined people in the world really yeah, yeah. it's really tough i've tried it in so many ways wake up i time i do um techniques those time boxing mm-hmm whatever I've, I've tried everything and mm. i still dwindle you know my mental health still takes me down to the beginning so it's like almost every other week i'm starting all over again mm. and it's tough oh. it's really tough and <laughs> i guess that that it relates to what we are talking about today yeah being an adult is challenging mm. yeah it is what's the ultimate this week <clears throat> I was having a conversation. Oh, okay, so I'll tell you part of the conversation I was having with someone. Is there someone going to know about this? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. So basically, uh, I, I can't remember what I was complaining about, but he says, he says this, that the more I grow, the more I, under, I will understand that people uh, stay by your side for two reasons. One, they owe you a debt from the past. Two, um, they can predict an advantage with you. If the person is not, let's say, like your bosom friend or your family, that these are just too many reasons why people keep close to you. So yeah, so that's it. And that's one of the things you get to understand um, about growing up. Because when you're a child, you get to see that uh, uh, if you look at children, they don't usually have expectations when they're knowing themselves. They they play together. There are no boundaries. There are no rules. I think children do have expectations. Yeah, they do actually. They do have, have, especially associated to their parents they, yeah. they expect their parents to always be there, be there for, for them, them protecting oh okay them. i'm not okay well, i'm not talking about um, their relationship with their parents i'm talking about their relationship with themselves 
when you put like kids together, they all there are no rules, there are no boundaries okay. amongst themselves. I want to understand. But something. as you're growing up as an adult, you're growing up like with the fear that oh, okay, people that you keep around you, that um, they are around you with intentions. I want to understand something. What was your takeaway from what your friend said? Mm, that I should be careful and I should play my cards right. I feel like that sounds a lot like 48 laws of power to me because it's not every time you'd be on a lookout with friends now or people around you Mm -hmm. you know like it just leaves you paranoid in a way so if we're being honest like yes relationships are very what's that word um tricky no very transactional Mm. you know it's there's always something attached to it but then it shouldn't always be like yeah that. You sh- you, i feel you shouldn't center your mind on okay every time someone is in your life they're Almost there for something yeah. you know it's like us oh, so we've known each other for how many years now and i mean it's what's what do you think why do you think your friends with me or with kimmy Mm, I have no reasons to. I think it we just understand ourselves, and that's why I put those two ex- um, exceptions. That is family and bosom friends. Okay. Otherwise, um, every other person that you meet out there today, they are always looking. Oh, what benefit do I have to talk? Why should I talk to you? What benefit do I have talking to, um, talking to you or beginning a relationship with Funny you? Funny enough, I've do had I owe a lot you of debts. Do you promise me, uh, or can you promise me um, um, some sort of advantage? Okay. Funny enough, a lot of people that I've had this conversation with tend to, to be the, the same ages, mentality. Yeah. Like they say, okay, what value am I getting from yeah, you? Yeah, they as turn a out friend. to be the like the but social then, climbers. But exactly, the, but then they're just there as opportunists, not actual friends. Because exactly. if I'm seeing you as a person and I'm looking out for what I can get from you, then I'm not a genuine friend, am I? I exactly. really know because then if I'm not getting like anything from you anymore, people, then I cut you off. Well, yeah. it's a lot of projections going on there because they believe that okay, they're coming from uh, with um from the mindset that okay, I have to get something from you mm-hmm. in order for this to be of value to me, right? Mm-hmm. So they project it and think every other person is doing the same, same to thing. them, yeah. regardless. And it's just so sad to to be honest. <laughs> like, what just live life? <laughs> like. <laughs> Adulthood is already hard enough, but then I you're mean, adding that onto it because of opportunities, things, imaginary demons. <laughs> well, fair enough. Okay, let's. I feel like we should get into the topic, right, Kimi? Yep. So, why do I wish I was a child again? Honestly, ha, God. I wish I was a child again so I could probably make better decisions that will help me now. Really? Like, wait like, what part of your childhood is it like toddler age eh? teenager or what toddler age because <laughs> I, <see. laughs> I think i was very 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 quiet as a child and i think a lot of my adulthood is shaped around the trauma quote-unquote that i face as a child so if I had made, I feel like, I don't know what would have changed, to be honest. I probably would have ended up the same way <laughs> because <laughs> it's, mean, it's, yeah. the, it's the experiences that I've had in life that have shaped me to be the way I am right now. And compared to my siblings, I think 
I think I'm better off because there are kinds of people that are very into their feelings, emotional, they need to talk about everything. And I'm not that type of person. I just maybe it's unhealthy for me, but it's been working for me so far lately. But yeah, I don't know. Well, okay. I feel like I have a lot of uh things to say about what you just said, but I'm not going to get into it because <laughs> this is going to run to maybe two hours but let me say why why i wish to be a child again i don't want to be a child again to be honest <laughs> okay let me put it this way right i there's a part of me that thinks it would be nice to be a child again majorly because of let me say naivety hmm. you know you look at the world with so many everything is magical when you're a child mm-hmm. everything even down to those colored glasses they give you on christmas day or you know food i remember growing up in jaws and as little as taking us to this place called chills and Grilly, it was so fun like in fact it will make our entire week so that kind of thing like the mentality the joy the little excitement that i want to be a child for that mm-hmm. but I don't want to relieve my childhood <laughs> at all because down to age say 17 mm. or maybe 18 everything has been at each point of my year mm. there has been something traumatic do you guys know that i've fallen in a well before <laughs> as a child yes in my in the village <laughs> i did i'm shocked i'm serious that's that's like story do you know what comes to my day. mind the ring i mean i don't even how oh my god okay i was holding and the you candle. went to the down yeah it was luckily for me the well was uh, empty yes yeah, so it was just muddy I was holding a candle and it was night and there's this thing about night time and light it kind of blinds your eye Apparently, I walked towards the well. It was open. It was a former. You guys re- remember those boreholes that we hold? Like it, it has hands. It's metallic, and then you, you just pump press it. And yeah. Was a- okay, that was the type. But then it was bad, so there was a little hole there. That was how I felt. Shit. I said it took someone to come down there to get me. They put me in a bucket. By the way, I was ten before wow. I started my uh, body school. Break your legs or your I don't even know. I had just or... little bruises, and that was it. Wow. So that's one of my traumatic moments <laughs> as a child, though. <laughs> Not to mention, like, oh my god, growing up with um, my relatives, which I would always say they were the my in- first introduction to how evil people can be i mean not evil not in the superstitious way but just like bad (laughs) badly behaved yeah Yeah. so i just don't want to relieve my childhood but i think i would like to be a child to run away from adulting does that make sense yeah all the responsibilities that come with adulting yeah for sure crazy Mm. Let's hear you. Uh, I don't want to be a child again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay being an adult. Really? Yeah. As a child, I had always wanted to be an adult. You're a Nigerian adult. <laughs> How are you okay being an adult in Nigeria? What, 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 what part of adulting do you like? Freedom. Freedom do of you... what? 
like freedom what type of freedom out, freedom to eat whatever i want freedom to to dress how i want freedom um, to make money freedom to control my hours like oh okay i watch my my younger brother is gradually entering into adulthood he's already an adult he's okay. 20 Okay. Okay. The Nigeria says a bit though. He's actually, and I'm watching like, oh, how my mom is reacting to the entire thing, and seeing myself and the kind of freedom I have mm-hmm. and the luxury I get to. Um, my mom can't really question me on certain decisions that I make. I wish the same for my brother. I wish that okay, he would get to that point whereby he, um, his decisions cannot be questioned. Instead, the other person will just ha- will have no choice but to um, is it tolerate? Is it but do you think she's the, are you sure this is instead of but, but just when you were twenty? You wasn't were when she, exactly wasn't it the same? The same, yeah. No, it wasn't. It's difficult for a boy. Oh, uh, sorry, it's different. It, it's different for a, for a boy and for a girl growing up. You agree with that, but no. Well, it's brain? different in the sense that it's more difficult for a girl than a boy. I see. As a girl, your parents will treat you different from the way they'll treat your brother. Uh huh. But in what sense? In a sense whereby, let's say, um, so let's use the Nigerian mentality, whereby they expect the women to be more homely, uh, but I'm to saying be more cautious, to be more cautious of timing, of environment, and all these other things. Boys are given more freedom. Now, in my own case, um, it's quite unfortunate that my dad is not always around. It's now left my mom to carry that burden. My brother is breaking out of his shell, meeting people, both good and bad it's mainly with all that he's getting he, he he's now um putting his feet down on certain decisions um he's i don't know he's changing and my mom is unable to tolerate she's unable to understand for her when, when i was that age it was more it was easier for her to understand me or to properly couch and guide the matter as compared to my brother hmm. so let me understand is this like an exciting part of adulthood for him or for you or like the difference between an adult and a child is freedom as soon so as they does get does he have that freedom right now he's he's taking it okay because one thing with nigerian parents is you have to fight for that autonomy i mean mm-hmm. you have to literally show them that okay show them shaggy because <laughs> it's never they are never going to hand it exactly to you. they don't never. like the word no and when is, any is, is it no a, or any kind of obsession with control exactly any kind of is it deference or they go ballistic and shout and scream and call all the relatives. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you still get to do what you want. And it's just very interesting that I'm watching my mom do this because she's a very stubborn person. Yeah, it's, it's actually one of the most interesting things is watching them adjust to who you are as an adult because exactly. there are some things that I had to be like, okay, I mean, no offense, but like, fuck what you think <laughs> i believe this is good for me so i'm going to do it and mm-hmm. you know all of you would have to adjust and exactly you know, and, they and actually f- ended up adjusting so exactly and i feel like my mom is even lucky to have me around that now that my brother is going through all of this because sometimes when she's yelling about things that oh okay a normal 20 year old would do like want to go out for a um, concert or to want to go out to a lounge or something like 
normal 20 year old when she's yelling and screaming on top of i pull her aside and tell her calm down is his age allow him he's that's part of the growth process so she's becoming more relaxed and she's be, she's beginning to accept it well she might not really accept it wholly mm. but she has no choice but to make room for it okay so you guys do we want to speak on the challenges of adulthood Mm-hmm. Yes, the money pass. I think why freedom, I freedom comes with so much responsibilities. Like I wouldn't say freedom per se. I would say adulting in general because I don't feel like myself. I'm that free. That's because but I just see you used to be trained by a corporate job. You are shackled down. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't have to do with the like, job. I feel like as an adult now, I think for me, the way I see it is relationships with basically everything I interact with, starting from my family, from my colleagues, with my money, with my career, with my friends. It's just very hard to maintain those relationships. I think you were speaking on this, like having a routine, being disciplined. Almost discipline <laughs> is hard like mm-hmm. at some point it becomes okay you wake up in the morning at a certain time mm-hmm. go to work come back a certain time repeat on for seven days in a week it becomes boring like prison like yeah. i'm just not caged with you know a warden that comes around to check if i've eaten or not i just it's very hard to manage and i saw this video somewhere on instagram where the difference between billionaires millionaires and people that are poor is that they have so much discipline because it takes a lot to actually you know what i'm getting out of my bed i'm creating a routine for myself this is what i'm going to do to add value to my life this is what i'm going to do to derive output that's positive from my life how do you get that discipline even though that's something you really 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 want how do you create that discipline for yourself if you don't rearrange the relationships that you have in your life true but i would also like to add is it just discipline for these rich people or just having money it is discipline because the only thing that's different is that they just have the access to a lot of wealth actualize the ideas by the end of the day you have to maintain that your business and it takes a lot of discipline to put to continuously generate a lot of revenue you need a lot of discipline you could hire someone but you still need to monitor what that person is doing even if you have money for that it's a lot of discipline well true could agree with that for me adulting like some challenges of adulting like personally because there's like our so um social socially invented problems and then there's the personal problems and the personal problems for me is understanding that people people are not they're not like let me use the word binary you cannot see a person and say that they are good totally good and you can't see a person and say that they are entirely bad Mm. do you understand so it's a mix so for me my understanding is as an adult is trying to you know um come i don't know how to put this trying to like work with both sides of those people Mm -hmm. and making room for them basically what i'm trying to say is being a grown person and having relationships of different types 
you just need to come from a place of grace with it because people come at you with you know all of their characteristics both good and bad so for me i do feel part of the biggest challenge is navigating all of that as an adult and you know coming at it from like a grown person's perspective mm-hmm. And then there's also the financial part of it that <laughs> is without finance, I feel like you cannot, it affects almost every part of you. Mm-hmm. Even your relationships with your friends, mm-hmm. your dating, your, the kind of, um, your taste in stuff, everything like money, money has a way of controlling everything mm-hmm. that you do, which is really bad for a Nigerian adult because most of us don't get to make it until we're like 35 if we're being honest but yeah part of my challenge is also navigating that understanding that money doesn't have to rule everything you know you can actually control your your idea be your relationship with money and don't let it control you yeah over time if I think of some challenges I would (laughs) I think for me is the chains and the boundaries and the walls that you have to settle. Chains in the sense whereby chains to whatever decisions that you take. You can't just be um, free formed or oh, sorry, what's the word? What's the word? What are you trying to explain? You can't just you can't you can't just be impulsive exactly. Oh, okay. You can't just be impulsive in your actions. There are chains, there are bounds attached to whatever decisions that you make. And I had to learn this very hard way because I'm a very impulsive person. So yeah, if you're going to do A, what's what's um what are the these repercussions for it? Um, for doing it are you sure you're able to deal with it is it worth it is it worth the risk and all that so you need to consider all of these other things as compared to oh you just being a child and say that oh okay this is what i want i don't care how it's going to play out i'm definitely going to have it you're very relaxed about life then what else what else what else i also mentioned boundaries like Jenna says, yeah, dealing with friends, awesome. dealing with um, Kimmy says your relationship with people and um, and animate and inanimate objects. Uh, but yeah, you you also need to um, always set up healthy boundaries with people and with situations. And uh, it could be stressful. Because at the end of the day, even when someone goes against your boundaries or crosses your boundaries, how do you get to react? Is it what it's? Is it what's reacting? Um, and so many other things. It's just um, stressful. For me, if you cross my boundaries, I know they speak to you anymore. That's I think, it. I don't give you a second chance to repeat that stupidity. I was this copper in my office. I don't know. I'm very friendly. I don't like doing this whole seniority thing because I even I never did that in secondary school. I gelled with everyone, but then at the same time, just because I gelled with you doesn't mean you should overstep. So what he did was he he was sitting on my chair, mm-hmm. and I have this chair for my. I put something from my back on the chair, so it's technically mine because I have that back brace on the chair. So he had sat on it. So I took the chair to put it back on my desk. And nigga was like, 
Are you on drugs in the office? You guys have to do too. What? You have to blip all these parts. I think what? I think it's fine now. It's like it's fine. I'm not saying the N word. He's like, are you on drugs? And I'm like, wow. I just because I didn't want to. How dare he? Like exactly. He's your junior. Exactly. Not even that. I didn't even need to your be. Chair. Is it even a matter? Wait, of was he your chair? Yes. Like, Why is he sitting on your chair? I think he's just. He's just rude. Rude. He, it's very he's, rude. He's rude. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, you I didn't respond. In workspace. You're not supposed to use certain words. Yes, you're not. Supposed and the thing is, I'm not the first person that he's done this to. But because I don't know how there's this thing in my unit where they don't know how to manage people. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I did not react. But what I did was like. You know what? Okay, have the chair. I took the my back brace, took another chair, and said so I blocked him on all platforms that could ever in his life speak to me in that manner exactly. in his fucking life. Now, guys, acted accordingly. If he sees me, greets me as your senior should be. No need for you know kicking with me on the side. So what do you? So how do you actually set up healthy boundaries? in an adult relationship because it's an important thing yeah of course i think it's just by speaking up when when someone crosses your boundary you mm-hmm. speak up tell mm-hmm. them what they're doing is not okay and you know don't let it go because i feel sorry i feel most of us are always trying to be like oh we don't want to be the bad guys or we don't want to be the ones to cause the drama mm-hmm. you know most times we need to speak up so the question now is how do you set clear boundaries with people? Because sometimes you know setting boundaries, someone might think, Oh, this person's just rude, feminist, like there's yeah, this girl in my office fearful. that they've labeled uh, her as problematic because she likes setting I boundaries. When you speak up, they they label <laughs> you as problematic. Yes. Like yes. how dare you talk about this? How dare you complain? It's almost like People are repulsed to you setting boundaries or to you knowing exactly how you want to be treated. treated. Mm-hmm. I don't... Okay, <laughs> what is wrong in me knowing exactly what I want from people? Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, you'd see that people also like boundaries. So it's like a huge conundrum. Like, or people okay. pick when they want to have boundaries. Boundaries, exactly. When it suits exactly. them. So setting boundaries, right, is just not about um you know saying you don't like something it's not just as easy as that Mm -hmm. let me not say not that it's not as easy as that i would say it's it's beyond that it's Mm -hmm. actually knowing knowing what your boundaries are knowing what your limits are in every capacity Mm -hmm. level is is it uh, on the level of family friends your work um your co-workers you need to know exactly what you want even your bosses sometimes you need to draw the line so that they will know okay mm-hmm. this is not okay when in um on professional grounds and you know some of this behavior needs to stop you know so i think most of us don't even do the job of knowing exactly what our boundaries are to begin to even set the boundaries like uh there's a lot especially when you come from african um please the parents you know like how dare you open your mouth and complain for instance there's 
we just discussed body shaming, right? Mm-hmm. I come from a family where it is normal to body shame, to comment on your your body. <laughs> Whether it's the hat you're wearing, like even if it is something, they have to just comment on your body, your looks, whatever it is. So sometimes we're like, this is not okay. This is, I mean, don't comment on my body because most times you just feed into my insecurities. It's not good for me mentally, emotionally and all of that. But then they, they find mm-hmm. it very offensive for you to even say that. Exactly. I, they get offended that you complain. But then also, and punish you for they also understand what it feels like for someone to comment on their bodies. And they also know that they feel insecure about their bodies when people talk about it. And yet, you're doing it. You're doing it and you're finding it offensive that I'm saying you should stop. I feel like people See, are very hypocritical. The same thing that they don't want you to do to them, they'll do it to you. Times wise. And, and then they complain and cry wolf when you do it back to them. And one thing I notice about Nigerians is the fact that we are always like, the person who is saying, respect my boundary, let's, um, I need to draw the line here. There are all people on the side probing the person to be like, ah, be more accommodating now. To what? <laughs> be like this now. Like, <laughs> be accommodating I've, to I've bullshit. I've noticed this, even in the office. Like, someone offends you, you're coming at somebody, you're making snide comments or, let me say, comments that could be construed as harassment or stuff like that. And then, instead of everybody to be like, okay, this person needs to stop, they will be like, no, this other person is overreacting now. Come on, small play. Like, why are you overreacting? I'm like, I hate that word, overreacting. Exactly. Because when you now say, oh, overreacting, that's when I begin to overreact. It's, it's, it's not even... It's just... People just want to be accommodated, but they want to be accommodated in a way that makes them feel, you know, okay, you <laughs> can take my bullshit, or I can walk all over you, mm-hmm. and then how dare you set a line, a be draw a line. It's crazy, man. When I knew that I had to start taking certain boundaries seriously was when a guy <laughs> told me that, Chiba, the reason why um, that you need to set healthy boundaries with you and just your male friends, if not, they feel like they can talk to you anyhow, tell you anything, then you should be willing to cut anybody off if, um, if they go past that line that you've drawn. After all, friends know they finish anything we've that you want to do find this. Seven <laughs> Shut up. Time. <laughs> I, 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 so you took a man to tell you Rubbish. When? <laughs> I say it's when. It's too harsh for this. You're so, saying when? <laughs> okay. But, yeah. yeah. Anyway, one thing, another thing that I would like us to discuss is having emotional intelligence as an adult. I don't think a lot of people do have that's why that's what I'm saying like it's a very important component but I feel people don't even understand what emotional intelligence is to begin with mm-hmm. talk more of implementing it or applying it in their relationships is really hard and I think because most of us were not nurtured that way like um brought up with the idea of introspection or some kind of um re- self-reflection on self-audits on our behaviors and how they affect others it's almost like okay and eh, go to church go to the mosque, pray 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 nothing beyond that mm-hmm. so it's really hard to even understand what emotional intelligence looks like at 
or even applying them and funny enough there are five of it though like i think five aspects of emotional intelligence i think we keep talking about emotional intelligence but no one ever bothers to be like okay what is it exactly so i really want to ask what does it mean to you guys i don't think i've done research to that point to know what exactly like the five things the five are, things but are. you know what well, i know is. emotional yeah. intelligence or what it is mm. i don't think i've taken that step to actually want to work on it because i feel like at to some level i'm okay with how i am emotionally <laughs> oh intelligence wise i can't be more empathetic at this point i can't i've been in a relationship where this person just constantly complained i've tried to be empathetic but then i'm like god you telling me your problems is adding to my problems <laughs> <laughs> i want to be there for you but i really cannot be and unfortunately it made me a bad friend but i'm sorry i can only take a certain amount of you know bs in my life to add yours to that it's just unfortunately not convenient for me yeah but i feel like uh, there are other factors that either add or remove from your level of emotional intelligence that's it, like the environment mm. in a place like nigeria now um you it's assumed that with all the frustration and all the daily hustle and hassle that an individual has to go through you don't expect a person to be kinder to be more patient to be more lenient to mm-hmm. you the sun is already too hot <laughs> it's too hot for them and yet you're driving so oh, well, shouldn't, that, shouldn't that be the more reason why you should be understanding in how you relate to people because things are harder but then the person imagine you're outside now some idiot bashed your car and the sun is very hot so don't forget it, it doesn't even need to be hot the person just looks like he's frustrated do you think as much as you try to be understanding caring with this person that he's going to reciprocate that same feeling towards you exactly no of course not no i'm just saying like in general shouldn't that be the reason why we go about at the back of our mind saying okay life is hard but it doesn't start with you as the person on the receiving it starts with that person and a lot of people in nigeria are not bothered about mental illness i could say it's very contextual because it's a situation by situation basis i mean if someone bashes my cow Mm -hmm. and i know he's at fault i would call it out and say oh yeah i gotta fix my car you know but (laughs) i'm just saying like will tell you that no that you're in the wrong someone has actually two people two men have hit my car when i was working in wusing so the first person that hit my car i don't think this has to do with emotional intelligence but anyways i just want to tell the story the guy rather the man hit my car from behind you know anybody that hits you from behind is at fault that's my own understanding Mm. he hit me from behind and then was like it's my fault i don't know how to drive because i'm a woman this guy literally spent 10 minutes insulting me obviously i was giving it back (laughs) but the thing is at the end of his shouting and rant he was like don't worry i'll fix the car in a sense that you know i am a man just just shut up i will fix it (laughs) exactly and this has happened twice you know when when, after the first time the second time i kind of learned my i'm like you know what 
This men and their patriarchy, they love being in the right, whatever. Exactly. Just fix my car for me <laughs> and let me be going. It has a lot to do with environment, going down to the way the person was trained as an individual. If you come from a home whereby the people are very much emotionally distanced, it's be quite difficult for such a person to um, react uh, um, well in certain situations. Yeah, and that's why we're having the conversation, right? Like, emotional intelligence, it's in different forms. The reason why I really know this extensively is because I had to take a course as a manager on it. <laughs> so it's not even like I really want to, you know, go into that aspect. But I've learned that there are five areas to this thing. The first is self-awareness. Mm-hmm. That's like introspection. Mm-hmm. Understanding how your behavior affects others Mm -hmm. and actually you know understanding that okay i don't fuck up you know in the times that you mess up and then there's um social skills learning how to relate to people socially Mm -hmm. you know in social settings yeah and then there's empathy of course most of us know that understanding people understanding how to walk in their shoes and beyond that, listening, I think that's majorly what empathy is about. And then there's self-regulation. And it's self-regulation you guys are speaking of here. How do you then regulate yourself when someone is in the wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, most times you choose how to react to things now. Mm-hmm. You choose if someone is coming at you, of course, you, you, you give them, you give it back to them. Mm-hmm. But also you have the choice of actually ignoring it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's what self-regulation really means, but in a, in times where you're put in the most precarious situations where you're pushed, there has to be some kind of limits that you go in regulating yourself. Mm-hmm. And also, because humans tend to overreact, they will react disproportionately to the <laughs> situation, you know. Also, lastly, we have motivation. Mm-hmm. Motivation is... You know more intrinsic and trying to find things that inspire you and actually setting goals meeting them achieving them whatever targets and just being somebody who has drive to live mm-hmm. so that's in general that's what emotional intelligence is you have to know the times to apply certain things regardless of the environment you're in mm-hmm. even when I feel like there are times that I should react to things, but then I have to stop myself and be like, okay, actually, there are reasons why people, this person is behaving in this certain way. Do you understand? Like, there are times I know I have the right to react Mm -hmm. whichever way I want to, but I have to stop myself because there's that understanding there. Most of them, especially... For people in the older generation, most times I I hold I hold myself in that moment, and I'm like, oh, okay, I understand why you're the way you are, because you know you're not so is it aware or let me say you're quite ignorant in this, and that's why or you were socialized to be like this, and that's why you behave. But wouldn't the ignoring them mean empowering them? Not necessarily. Like I said, everything is very contextual. You have to know this situation where you react and the situations where you apply certain things to and then those ones you speak up. Sometimes, listen, like in navigating parent relationship, parents and children, kids or us as adults relationships, honestly, there are times that it's not worth it. 
bickering with your parents and going back and forth even when you know that you're in the right it's not worth it it's not like you're empowering them you're just like when we go do this back and forth what is what value does it add at the end of the day what is the <laughs> point so i don't know if you're understanding me yeah it's, it's just and it's not so easy because you t- you spoke on this thing somebody bashing your car mm. me I bashed people's cars that I was in the wrong and I still stood my ground and shouted no <laughs> you were in the wrong you know so those are the kind of things like just knowing when you actually make mistakes and actually mm-hmm. you know pausing to say okay no, but I'm like, like yeah, ignoring though. when it comes to like okay let's say parents for example it's better to just ignore and let them just un- think that, that they've won a they... situation or whatever i mean if but it helps most times most times it helps but there's a point where you're like you know what i've taken too much of your yeah of course BS, and of then course. you react and then they expect you to do do come and apologize beg your knees and say i'm sorry i'll never do it again to be honest eh, i know we are not there yet and we haven't we probably will not have listeners in like maybe a month or two but like whoever is listening out there who is going to listen if you've had like moments where you've had to deal with um you know certain instances where you had to channel emotional intelligence tell us leave comments so that would read it out and you know maybe give our own two cents mostly unsolicited but yeah if you want to <laughs> let's get to know yeah you were saying something what was I saying? something about knowing when to and knowing when to stand your ground and yeah like pick your battles very wisely there's some things that you can basically ignore and there's some that okay maybe it's worth a reaction Mm-hmm. But at the same time, just pick your battles wisely. So basically, emotional intelligence is knowing when to react. No. There's no. <laughs> knowing when and how to react. I called like five of them. There's motivation in there. There's the emotional intelligence also sometimes sometimes has to do with yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your interactions with people, people not necessarily yeah. how you react, react but how yeah. you just maneuver people in general. But then that's still reacting. It's not per se reacting. Like it's you're just it's, it's just interaction. Yeah. It's yeah, interactions in general and also understanding that sometimes your behavior has effect on other, other people. people. Have you ever been in in a situation whereby you're like this is more of a dating scenario now where you are you're dating someone mm-hmm. and then the person you like it's almost like the person is sharing things with you and then because you don't have the capacity to like accommodate their problems at that time you Mm -hmm. just shove it all instead of actually like conversations even not necessarily having conversations like actually saying okay communicating and being like okay i know you're going through this but i can't be there for you yeah right now or i i really don't have the emotional capacity for this bear with me we'll have this talk and i'm really really sorry in that instance i feel like it's emotional intelligence playing itself because you're self-aware of yourself yeah because you're self-aware but most times we don't get to do that i know of many times that um, the guy i'm seeing uh, 
instead of just communicating like an actual adult i'll just be like you know what i'm not even in the mood for this like why are you trying to be self-centered right now i have my own problems you know so i feel emotional intelligence it plays out in so many different ways it's mostly knowing yourself and extending yourself in the most understanding way i, I don't know if i'm making any sense but yeah. i feel that's what it is majorly so um i feel we've done a lot of talking today yeah. for your first episode do we actually go into introducing ourselves fully or no just wrapping up we'll just wrap Plus, up i think we'll leave the introduction um we'll leave some links below in the oh, comments yeah. okay. for people that are either looking for you know passive income or looking for ways to increase your emotional intelligence like Jenny spoke about just to read more yeah, on it yeah. and just basically learn more to make yourself better at the same time please drop your comments i know this is our first ever podcast but we would appreciate your feedback if you love these type of talks please, constructive feedback, constructive oh, feedback please but you know what even the haters <laughs> we we love would love for your comments as well so, lovers and the haters should they we? don't have to always agree with us so. no it's not about agreeing no it's constructive feedback as far you know uh, some you know people try to tell you how you should do your thing yeah. and what topics you guys want us to talk more on that'll keep your ear what's been bothering you of recent that's his name and if you can relate to our topics we would love your those comments as well do we have a takeaway for this i think my takeaway for this is i don't know i feel like now at this fucking age of mine i don't know if i can swear i'm more emotional than i used to like compared to when i'm like i was 19 25 I was less emotional than I am right now. Closely approaching the 3-0. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like I'm very much emotional and I need to learn how to maneuver that. I think maybe researching more on how to do with emotional intelligence would be my takeaway from this. That's mm-hmm. part of our relationships in our day-to-day life. And this year, just even talking about emotional intelligence it makes me want to do more like self-reflect more Mm -hmm. you know find the drive interact more with people understand people be more empathetic Mm -hmm. i don't care if to what extent but i just love the idea of empathy itself Mm -hmm. so i feel i'd just like to do more and maybe eventually or i don't know People might also, you know, tap from that and want yeah. to do more for people around them. That's just my takeaway. My takeaway is set healthy boundaries. They're yeah. very, very important in your friendships, in your office, in your relationships. Yeah. Sure. You might lose some, but at the end of the day, you're the one winning. Yeah, so yourself. So think that's it thank you for tuning in adios bye guys bye bye